Hello, my friend, and welcome to the DDP for the 20th day of September. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining me here on the podcast today. The next couple of days, I want to concentrate on an interesting little story from Jeremiah's 35th chapter. You know, the last week or so, we've been dealing with these Jeremiah stories, not really trying to cover the whole book, but just looking into the life of Jeremiah and the incidents of this incredible prophet, a guy who for decades ministered the word of the Lord and never, to our knowledge, ever had a single convert. That takes something quite remarkable. Uh, Jeremiah either has to be dedicated to what he believes is the most important cause, or he has to be absolutely insane. And I'm going to lean to dedicated to an important cause because uh, success in ministry is not always that everyone responds or that anyone responds, but that we know the voice of the Lord and we can find peace in doing his will. Jeremiah most certainly knows the voice of the Lord and he finds peace in doing his will. But this particular story from Jeremiah has me thinking about discipline. And this is kind of how it happens with me in the scriptures is sometimes the scriptures will say something new to me, something I'm not thinking about and it'll get me on it for a little while. But most often it's the things I'm doing or that I'm going through or that I'm learning that tend to highlight the scriptures I'm in. The, it, it finds the parts of the scriptures I'm reading and it highlights them. So for instance, uh, this is a, a, a little longer, there's a long and short version of this story. The lo- I'll try not to drag it. The longer version is in 2014, when the Holy Spirit began to deal with me about leaving the pastorate of my church in Missouri, I knew that ministry was not to go on the back burner. It wasn't as if the Lord was doing something else, although there were opportunities opening, but it was only to be um, something to do. It was not to be who I am. Ministry and, and, and doing the work of the Father was still to be the forefront. Uh, it was just going to be different. And so I knew it would be itinerant. And, and what I mean by that is you'd move place to place, church to church. And when we left in the spring of 15, immediately I went itinerant, almost weekly, full time. And over the course of the next few years, really settled into a routine where we would be gone for a whole weekend. I'd be home for a weekend. I'd be gone for a weekend. And that went on almost until the pandemic of of the spring of 20. And that took us across the country twice. We relocated um, but the father kept opening all these doors and these little communities and little home, little home groups and churches and uh, all kinds of interesting things. Now, things changed in the pandemic in that things started to shut down. And so my personal ministry had to shift even more towards uh, video and audio to continue to put things in front of people even when we weren't traveling. And so that's the long version of it. Over the last almost eight years, we've been um, having to discipline daily on how to, to function, how to operate that. In, in a shorter term, over the last year plus, I really felt the Lord putting me back in front of the, the laptop to write. And so we started writing a book that will be out soon called Greater Than Jonah and, and really working at it, not for the first time ever in writing a book, I didn't just sit down and write the stuff that was in my head. I really worked on research. I spent 
probably close to six months just reading and taking notes and trying to get other ideas and hear what other writers and scholars had to say about this topic and really try and investigate it in a real way so that I could do the work. And part of that was birthed out of when I had went to grad school in that interim and really learned some study techniques. My whole point there is that discipline had become a very big part of this process. I couldn't have wrote this book. Uh, I could not have written this book five years ago. But because of what the Holy Spirit has done in teaching me how the daily discipline has to work for my own ministry and life, um, it has, it's been advantageous. Now, I say all of that because the word discipline is often frowned upon in grace communities because we think it smacks of legalism. And we almost always think it's punitive, that if I'm being disciplined, I'm being punished. But I want you to think of the phrase discipline in preparation, not punishment. Don't think of it as God's trying to get me back for something. God's trying to teach me a lesson. Think of it instead as God's preparing me for what comes around the corner because he knows what I don't know. Without the discipline, I can't do it. But here's the, here's the important part. All of that's good, but this is vital. This is what it took me a while to learn. Discipline in that respect, preparatory discipline, cannot be from one side. You can punitively discipline somebody one-sided. In fact, nobody gets excited about punitive discipline. If, you're, if a parent disciplines a child, the child doesn't participate. They just take it. But whenever it's preparatory discipline, you have to participate. If the coach says, okay, we're going to prepare for this weekend's game by doing this, this, and this, all the coach can do is try to enforce it, but you don't have to really do a good job. You don't have to put your whole heart into it. You don't have to do what coaches like to call buy-in. If you refuse to buy-in and you just either A, go through the motions, or B, rebel, the discipline does no good. And this is the part it took me a long time to learn. The preparatory discipline of the Holy Spirit requires Paul White's participation. Righteousness does not require my participation. Forgiveness does not require my participation. Uh, all of that's a work of the Holy Spirit. When I say the finished work, I'm talking about he has finished the work of my righteousness and my forgiveness. I am what he says I am. I even like to say this way. I am what he says I am, whether I like it or not. Now, I might not walk in it, but I am what he says I am. When it comes to discipline, I have a role to play, and that is to participate. I want to introduce you to a story from Jeremiah 35 today. And all I want to do right now to close the podcast is kind of read the story a little bit and set you up with this group of people. And based on what we've done today and this story, it'll set us up nicely for tomorrow, maybe even for the next day. In Jeremiah 35 two, God tells Jeremiah to go visit the Rechabite community and invite them to meet with you in one of the rooms of the temple. Let's listen to starting now in verse six of Jeremiah 35. Our ancestor, this is what they say to Jeremiah when he sees them. Our ancestor Jonadab, son of Rechab, commanded us, you are not to drink wine, you or your children ever. Neither shall you build houses or settle down, planting fields and gardens and vineyards. Don't own property. Live in tents as nomads so that you will live well and prosper in a wandering life. And we've done it done everything Jonadab, son of Rechab, commanded. We and our wives, our sons, our daughters drink no wine at all. We don't build houses. We don't have vineyards or fields or gardens. We live in tents as nomads. We've listened to our ancestor Jonadab, and we've done everything he commanded us. 
Now, I want to dig in tomorrow into that community. Why were they that way? And I want to show you how Jeremiah set them up to see if they would stay true to their discipline. And I want to talk about why. It'll take a couple of days to get through this. This is a fun story from Jeremiah 35. It's, I think it's going to help you with some personal disciplines in your own particular walk. We'll get started on that tomorrow. See you then. God bless.